Testing, testing. Testing? One, two, three. Testing. Mic check. Hey, what are you guys doing? Cool shit. Primitively Speaking. Welcome back to Primitively Speaking, the podcast that looks at the world through a primitive lens. We are continuing our series on happiness. Those of you that listened in last time know that we kind of started diving into the role relationships and personal connection play on our journey towards contentment. Well, now we're going to take that to a different level. In this episode, we sat down and chatted with Dr. Sarah Shevitz, a couples and relationship psychologist. Ooh, love. I know. Men, gross. (laughs) Just kidding. Can't live without love, can't live with it. So, well, let's figure it out. Totally. I'm still looking. Um, well, I found it, and I'm just trying to keep that candle lit. <laughs> Dr. Shevitz discusses how dating apps can actually affect our happiness, believe it or not. Are single people or married people happier than one another? That was interesting. How our subconscious could be choosing our partners. Oh, creepy. So she also reveals a new trend that's affecting the sex lives of millennials. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. And then she answers the oh-so-pressing question, is porn cheating? Oh, yikes. Ugh. Okay. Let's Let's do this. What are the deal breakers when dating? I'm consciousness of uh, unawareness of others, Um, uh, volatility, uh, irresponsibility. Boringness, being too old. Lack of independence, Um, honesty issues course um i don't know um lack of direction mean not trustworthy i guess like so like um kind of hiding things and uh condescension i hate arrogant people so if they're not humble gotta go gotta go yeah rudeness and negativity guys who are into themselves like with big egos and dishonesty. Um, smoking and teenage kids. Dishonesty, uh, lack of communication, um, uh, smoking. When you're dating, what are the top two to three characteristics that you look for? Definitely um, intelligence, um, I guess values and um, attractiveness. Compromise, um, how she handles problems. Uh, physical attraction is important. Funny, kind, taller than me. They have to be kind, they have to be funny, and tall. Independence, intelligence, and uh, just being a good person, like treating others. Probably their loyalty, uh, their honesty, and just someone that I could always go on an adventure with. Compatibility, attractiveness, intelligence. Coolness, um, intelligence. Um, look. So the first one's compatibility. Um, the second one is their hotness, and the third one is the size of their junk. <gasps> My name is Dr. Sarah Shevitz, and I'm a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in couples therapy, and I'm super excited for you guys to have me here, so thanks. Well, thank you for coming. We're just as excited to speak to you. Woohoo! 
Do you feel like the basis of like our actions are really like just kind of like competing and like competing for resources or competing totally to be alpha? Yeah, primal. That mm-hmm. is definitely a primal thing to be competing. Um, but I think, I guess, yeah, I'm just trying to think of all human behavior is probably at some point either to seek happiness and yeah. sometimes that is by comparison. I will fully mm. admit there was someone in college that a guy that I liked but I was like, "Yeah, I was like, well, maybe." And then I found out he started dating someone my friend on my mm. floor and I was like, oh, "No, no, no, no." And like <laughs> I knew he kind of liked me more, so I just like went for it and I regret that. It ended up a terrible relationship that I like mm. can never get that time back. And it was all based on a competitive like Wait, but I have to win this. Like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. and that yeah. goes back to the scarcity thing. Yeah, yeah. Where he became a scarce resource suddenly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Whew, live and you learn. Do not ever follow that instinct, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, not a good call. I remember, like, I used to tell my mom, I'm like, you know, what, mom, anytime I feel like my husband's getting a little too comfortable, I'm just gonna go away for the weekend, mm. just up my value. Yep. Allie, where are I we like going? Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> Ohio. Men who love, love bitches. bitches. We yeah. all have that book, I think. I've never fully read it. I haven't Ooh. either. Oh, it's it's. I don't know. I loved it because, and, and then now I'm thinking like, okay, I'm a feminist, and like maybe these ideas are you know contradictory to one another. But it was babe in total control of herself. It was like, you know, let him. Uh, it was primal. It was like let him seek you. Yeah. Do not mm-hmm. seek the man. What do you think about that? That type of. I feel like that's the masculine and feminine energy thing again, mm-hmm. yeah. where yeah, there is a certain element of like receiving and allowing versus seeking and taking like that's a masculine energy and receiving and allowing is a feminine energy so Hmm. there is a yin and yang there okay and that's primal then that seeking Mm -hmm. or the the masculine energy because that's we always go back to like he should actions right we talk about actions and like he should put out the effort and call you especially in the first like trying to just date you like come on guys yeah And we, as women in today's day and age, are much more in our masculine and, like, providing Mm -hmm. for ourselves in a lot of ways and providing for our families Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And so there's a shift in that energy as a society. So I think we're all trying to navigate that. Especially women are working more now, right? We have the entire women's lib and its its effect on everything. And so we're more than capable of whatever we want to do. But at the same time, there's still a reason and I think it's primal for letting a guy, you know, give you, like, that attention in the beginning and, like, put in that extra effort. Like, there's always been a reason for that, you know? And I think we right. lose sight of it when it's like, yeah, I can pay for this. It's fine. But, like, there's something to say for eons of, like, them, you know, making that first move, so right. to speak. Yeah. Stakeover. They feel yeah. good when they can make us feel good. So yeah. you're taking something away from them by not allowing them to take care of you. Not so fully, true. but in certain ways. I've totally, like, not let someone buy me a beer once, and my friend's like, let him be a man and yeah. get you the Guinness. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. Top shelf. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And maybe you thought you were being nice, like, no, yes. I got this. It's fine. Like, no, no, Allie. Primal intuition. Let, yeah. it, let it be. Let it happen. <laughs> you know, so. part, part of this book was, um, you know, n- not giving away any uh, anything sexually until mm-hmm. there's commitment. Mm-hmm. So creating that scarcity of... Um, you know, uh, physical, like, like, uh, almost like your, like, w- whatever you guys do sexually is like your currency. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like keeping your currency to heighten the value of it. Right. I don't know. Yeah, mm. I know. I have mixed feelings about that. I think there's so many 
things about that that make sense. And mm-hmm. then also women have needs and want to have sex sometimes, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. fine. I don't think your currency goes down because you act on those needs necessarily. So there's, I, I can, I could think you could argue either way in I, that respect. I think so too. I just thought that was so interesting that that was the whole yeah. Thing. That's a tough one because there is something where, you know, I do believe in at least waiting for a little bit. Like don't, you know, as they – what did someone said at work once? Like don't give away your cookies too fast yeah. or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, makes a lot more that. sense. Oh, don't really? Don't give away oh, the does. cookies. He does say <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, he has this book, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, didn't, I haven't read that. I think he says for 90 days. Oh, wow. It's oh. Or – or until there's a commitment. Like, at least a title, right? I'd make it like yeah. a little December calendar. Like, open the door, <laughs> get a treat. I'm closer to the larger treat. <laughs> you know? It's an advent and then it calendar. Just says bone at the, the end. Like <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, you get ghosted. Sucker. <laughs> Sucker. So, I mean, yeah, I think that it keeps, keeps you communicating differently. Like, I think um, I'm not one to say, like, yeah, wait till marriage. Like, I think, in my opinion, that's still extreme, but. There is, again, something that, like, when you keep somebody talking and, like, appreciating the conversation versus the more physical things, I think that's building a healthier bond to an extent. I feel like I have better sex when I'm emotionally invested in a person, and that can only happen over time. Absolutely. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. I can't not know you. I'm not going to just, like, go home with you. Yeah. What's your middle name? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've had people that told me. Oh, last name. First name. (laughs) How many times have you had a girlfriend that was was like, oh, my God, I don't even know what his name was. Yeah. I'm like, what? (laughs) Maybe that was college. I can't even remember what he looked like. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Is that him? Oh, is he here? (laughs) I mean, you got to, yeah, it's self-respect, man. And I think that comes, yeah, just, just general respect for yourself. Yeah, or just knowing what your boundaries are and respecting them because those also lead to feeling happy. When you Mm -hmm. respect your own boundaries, whatever they may be, it doesn't have to be the same as my boundaries, then you're going to feel good about yourself. Because plus, at the end of the day, what are you doing more in a relationship? You're not sleeping together 24-7. You're probably talking 24-7. Yeah, watching Netflix, trust me. Or watching Netflix. (laughs) So it's like you have to be able to, like, keep that going. I mean, sex is so instant and, you know, it's like it's short term versus the long term. Yeah, I'm saying in terms of connecting. But. Yes, and doesn't sex release different drugs for a man than, or I'm sorry, drugs different effects on the uh, different hormones on our on our brains, like men mm. versus women, like the feelings afterwards. Um, I don't know to be honest. Okay, I don't know about that. I remember reading where women feel the closest right before sex. No, right am I wrong? After, I would imagine right after yeah. sex, and men oh. feel the closest right before. Hmm. Makes after, sense. They need some space. They fell asleep. The whole thing. Went, God, why does he fall asleep? Don't be offended. There's like yeah. there was a whole it's thing. Not about you. There's like sure. a yeah. thing on their brain that like makes them tired. Yeah. Plus, if you're with me, you're doing most of the work. <laughs> <laughs> That's just starfish. <laughs> like, get me some water. Thank I you. I love you. <laughs> Can we imagery, do this every day? Imagery. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, censor myself. My husband could listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Go full blown. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just gonna lay here. Oh my god, starfish! Oh that's my not god. even. That's actually in my stand-up, so I really shouldn't even really take credit for it. But okay. it yeah, seemed like an opportune moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're very lucky to be sitting with the comedian we guys. Are. Oh very my lucky. God. <laughs> keeps it light. Keeps it light. Fresh. Yeah. How were we but, attracted to the people that we're attracted mm. to? What's driving that? Well, 
uh, there's a number of things that drive it, but I think the biggest thing that drives it are unconscious factors, sometimes that we're not even aware of. You know, you can have a checklist of like, I want this, this, and this in a partner, and he or she should have this, and, you know, be rich or whatever. And that's <laughs> always a good one. Obviously. Money. <laughs> he should have lots of money. <laughs> and never leave me. Yeah. 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 Security. Someone say security. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's unconscious factors that develop in our childhood, and those really drive a lot of partner selection that we don't even realize. Sometimes we're attracted to people who remind us of our parents in different ways and kind of hope that those people will give us what our parents maybe didn't in childhood, mm, wow. and we can heal these childhood wounds that we all have. Oh, my god! Interesting. I know I used to – people have told me that in the past. and like, oh, you're going to be attracted to, like, people like your brothers. I'm like, that's gross. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and I think I, like, had, like, a moment where I was like, oh, I got to, like, find a big, like, football player. He's got to be this and that. And then they were, like, terrible to me. And I moved past that. And then I went to a different direction. And then all of a sudden, I have noticed that as I've gotten older and more confident – I'm gravitating back towards that because it is a comfort zone and they it's an understanding that you share. I oh, do think at the older you get, the more you do gravitate towards that. Like in, mm -hmm. the, in the younger years, you don't really care as long as they're nice and they have a pulse like a lot of times. Because <laughs> you're not looking to get married, right? They called me back. I yeah. should totally like that. He texted responded. me, hey. He's oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> He's thinking of me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Come over. Like, <laughs> He's okay. in love with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did right? we say the other day? I was like, yeah, so-and-so is, like, not even, like, he's not even jumping on me. He's not even being aggressive. You're like, he's respecting you, Al. <laughs> She's like, I am so turned off. Like, what is this what is thing? <laughs> what is this feeling? And then if he was doing the opposite, she'd be like, he is just yeah. a uh, woman chaser. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, this is a bad sign. Red yeah. flag. They can never win. <laughs> yeah. That may be a sign you're not ready to settle down yet. Oh, interesting. Oh. Signs for not settling. What are some signs that you're not ready to settle down? Well, it just made me think of that hmm. because yeah. you're like, he's damned if he does and he's damned if damned if he doesn't, yeah. right? So it's like maybe you get to start looking at internally what do you actually want and maybe it's not something committed right now. Maybe it's just like fun and light and yeah. meet a bunch of people, you know? Mm. Speaking of mm. insight, meeting a bunch of people, we spoke um, to a therapist uh, last time about uh, social media just in general and its effects on our happiness. Um, but how do you think like these dating apps are affecting um, – dating in general and like people's happiness yeah i think uh, for those of you who can't see me i rolled my eyes when <laughs> yeah. um oh it's rough i think they're just rough because especially in a i guess in smaller towns and mm -hmm. i can only speak to the experience of myself having used dating apps in a big city right okay. but in smaller towns i feel like they're really helpful to f help you see who's single who's out there um what they're looking for that kind of thing mm -hmm. in big cities because there's so many people on them I almost feel like it just it's like a catalog you can just flip through and you yeah. always think there's something bigger and better out there there's the grass is always greener and it really creates this like non-committal um worry about settling mm -hmm. that I think is super hard for people in this day and age to date too many options because yeah. if you think about our as we always go back to our primal roots, right? Like yeah. our first ancestors, they were not flipping through profiles. They were no. like, you, 
now here's our cave. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. Because there's other there's other two. Uh-uh. But that one, uh-huh. There's right? just three to choose from. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, it's pretty uh-huh. easy. You have the biggest hips. Therefore, yeah. you'll be the best at burying my children. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like the, you those... shall do. And if you don't decide to come with me, I'm going to hit you on like, yeah. with my club and crack you. So there really wasn't, like, they're just choosing you, yeah. really. They just show up with, like, a bigger mammoth skin, and they're like, I win you. <laughs> like, she's, you're... like, sold. Yeah. You and have the resources. Here we are, like, oh, not a Yankees fan. A swipe. And yeah. then not, I'm yeah. like, are you serious? Like, if anything, I think we're missing that moment of learning about each other. Yeah. Because if I know everything when I meet you, it's like, oh, okay, like, now what? Like, where's the fun in that? Yeah. I don't know. That's but there is also then a safety in that, too, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had the experience of meeting somebody in real life. And then mm-hmm. you're going to go out with them for the first time. And it's like, wait, I don't know anything about this person. I don't know how old he or she is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he does for a living. Like, I just met him at a you know bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to go out with this guy without even knowing anything about his profile. And so I think yeah. there's that's a little anxiety-provoking mm. these days because you're so used to having, like, a a lineup of what you know what his yeah. qualifications are before going out mm. i love that you just said qualification qualifications because i was thinking you know these profiles it's like pre-screening totally mm. and i feel like at least when i was dating i had like five must-haves and i mean it, it can that's s- a great lit like a reasonable list like deal breakers Is right five, that's pretty good yeah okay I think that's perfect hmm. and i think like you determine you know what you want and then it's almost like you're the gatekeeper yeah you know and then okay but yeah. I feel more people have like 25 must-haves in oh. this day and age because there's so many people to look through. Okay. And you feel so. like you can, right? You're like, right. oh, well, because I can, then here you go. Here's my list. Impress me. And it's like, yeah. whoa, dude, you're like separating yourself, you yeah. know? Yeah. And here's 50 guys that meet these qualifications, so you don't. Mm-hmm. So next, but then you meet the other guys, and it's like, oh, but you have these intangibles that don't work for me. Do you find, because mm-hmm. you, you talk to a lot of couples, do you find that couples will say, like, I had no idea that we were going to end up together like this is not like it's not like uh you know they just kind of grew this connection and and it wasn't somebody that they had imagined themselves with yeah I do hear that a lot um less so now I would say but you hear it with like our parents generation a lot I feel um but now I think people are more intentional in who they choose and they really set out to choose a specific set of qualities so I think that comes back to the self-awareness and what makes you happy because I think we had mentioned when we first talked about finding and identifying your truth mm-hmm. and how you imagine it versus what actually happens. Yeah. So if can you recount for us how that's relative to being happy? Yeah. So I think, again, with the qualifications, it's like mm-hmm. I want a doctor who makes X amount of dollars and is Jewish and has all these things and then, you know, maybe said woman gets this doctor and realizes <laughs> – He's working all the time. Life isn't even that fun with him. Like, I, mm-hmm. he's never going to know our kids that well. Mm-hmm. He's not around for all the big moments. And it's not quite what you expected. And so you kind of um, can have an expectation hangover. There's a <laughs> coach who I, I like love, that phrase. Christine Hassler, who talks about this. And it's really when you had this expectation and it's not met for whatever reason, either you're not made happy once you get the things that you thought were going to make you happy or you just don't get the things that you wanted. And so either way, you kind of feel hungover 
from your expectations. Do, is that sort of hitting on the values thing where you don't re- like you have this monetary value? Like he's a doctor, he's this, he's successful, great, he's put together. But then that family value that was clearly more important to you than you thought is being ignored. Yeah, and I so, think so that you know, the, there's a balance that you have to find, I guess. Yeah, and I also think the older people get, the more they start to realize the intangible, like family value mm-hmm. versus mm. the monetary value of. Totally. Things like that, yeah. Take a firefighter who comes home for dinner every day over <laughs> any engineer making whatever bank he's making. I just, I don't know. That's just, I, I that's get that. That's for you. That's the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I know, but firefighters, you always have to worry if they're going to die. Oh, my God. Work. I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nerve wracking in itself, right? It's There's totally all these true. things you don't always necessarily think about. Yeah. Oh. There's different factors for each one. Like, yeah. I'm married to an, like a, a, a computer engineer, mm-hmm. like total nerd. But then I'm an extrovert and he's an introvert. And so we have to really work to balance that. Mm-hmm. And so like whoever you choose, there's always going to be like work to do. Always. I think. And I think there's always going to be the incompatibilities. And it's like do you, what set of incompatible traits are good enough for you essentially? Not that you're settling. I really don't think that's settling. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Tolerance. Yeah. What can I tolerate? Because mm-hmm. it's never going to be 100% perfect fit. You know, I was reading one study where they said that one character trait that the most happy people have is flexibility. Mm. I believe that for mm. sure. So, and I, actually that does make me think of one thing. Um, who do you think uh, are happier? Uh, who do you think is happier? Single people or married people? Why? Um, I don't think there are a happier group of people. I think it's so individual and so much of it comes down to how you think about a situation. So that's where the flexibility comes in. It's like cognitive flexibility. Mm. You know, are you, um, what are your expectations about being single or about being in a relationship and are those expectations being met? And if not, are you flexible in changing those expectations Mm -hmm. or what you want or what you need to be happy? Right, because we can't control what happens, and mm-hmm. every event yeah. out there is a neutral event. We assign meaning to it, mm-hmm. and we can choose whether it makes us happy, makes us feel neutral, or makes us feel miserable. That's totally up to us. Because I think part of the like you, when you can't tolerate or you don't realize it, and it's bottling up, it's that's the anxiety, and I think that anxiety almost blocks our ha- happiness. You know, if you can't get, find a way to mellow that, then there's something that's not lining up with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And so. you can build a case for or against happiness in any situation. I, I couldn't agree more. Good call. Yeah. It's very true. There was a, I was listening to a podcast. It was an Oprah podcast. Oh, I'm such a fan. Oprah. Hey, um, Oprah, we love you. We love you. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> like Oprah's listening. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it was like, uh, plant your feet wherever you are and grow a garden. Yeah. It's so lame, I know. Mm. It's like such a lame phrase. But, like, that really is, I think – kind of getting at what what your point is um and, and and it makes me think of like when I think of single versus coupled you know I think it's important I don't know I'm I don't have I'm not a doctor um but I do think it's important to be fulfilled on your own before entering a relationship self-awareness yeah what do you yeah. yeah what do you guys think yeah you can't pour from an empty cup I'm sure you guys have all heard that <laughs> saying before and it's so true you can't give what you don't have and if you're not happy and you're looking for somebody to make you happy mm-hmm. you're gonna attract you're coming from a place of lack you're coming from a place of scarcity so you're actually gonna attract that lack and that scarcity and you're gonna attract people that also need to be made happy and that's not a great situation to be in I feel mm-hmm. like when you enter a room confident 
like like anyone will tell you any grandma will always say like hey, keep your chin up or stand up straight like yeah. it's like there's a reason you lose weight i'm just kidding well, <laughs> oh, you too yeah i got that all the time all the time um love you mama i'm gonna miss you <laughs> but um but yeah i think there's something about presenting yourself not to go crazy but it's like when you feel good yeah. you act good and mm-hmm. people respond to that energy mm-hmm. yeah. and that's so important in dating you can't go in there like and he's like, okay, what am I going to do with this? Like, Who yeah. is this person? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. And there's so. a fine line, too, because there's kind of like the feminine energy of receiving and allowing men to take care of us in certain ways, mm-hmm. but then not needing that in such a way that you're like, you know, just feel needy, like you're take, take, take. Mm-hmm. And- need to be filled up all the time I think we've said in dating in the past like you have to he can't necessarily feel like the number one priority before there's like lockdown because if you don't have things you want to do you know you can't just always be available like there's actually a lot of value in that I think like I got stuff to do you want to fit in you either fit in or you don't yeah same with him I mean he can do what he wants to do but yeah I think I love that because I think it's like you know laws of scarcity Mm -hmm. like right like economics like okay if there's not a lot like diamonds that's (laughs) when the value goes up be a diamond absolutely be a diamond (laughs) so legit is there are there things you notice that and of course I would never want to disclose any patient info I know that's a Mm no-no but like things you notice with happy couples do they have certain habits versus the unhappy that come to you yeah so happy couples typically don't come to me so I have a, <laughs> <laughs> a kind of what I thought you'd say <laughs> yeah, um but I think empathy is such an important thing in in any relationship whether mm-hmm. it be friendship or a romantic relationship or a business partnership being able to understand where people are coming from and why what they're saying makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to make sense to you based on yeah. your perspective and your history and your thought patterns, but you got to be able to put yourself in their shoes and say, okay, based on your history, based on your thought patterns, based on blah, 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 I get why you feel that way. I get mm-hmm. why you think that. Like, that makes sense if I were you. That's, I think, the biggest trait for healthy communication, which is also probably the number one thing mm-hmm. that I see couples for is – unhealthy communication in one way or another so a lack of empathy between lack two people. of empathy which leads to troubles communicating because mm-hmm. you're listening to that. respond rather than listening to understand oh seek to I understand think mm-hmm. that ties perfectly into the social media topic because i feel like empathy has been affected solely mm-hmm. based on the way we communicate now and mm-hmm. before even meeting someone so would you say empathy levels are different than like 10 years ago or like when you first started studying psychology, have you noticed like men and women doing different things? Yeah. I think it's so much easier to be rude to somebody in an app yeah. rather than to their face. Like, We've all ghosted, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but would you just stop mid-conversation at a bar or a restaurant and walk away and be like, Ugh. Yeah, you no, you couldn't you just politely like, yeah. excuse yourself. You just hide behind a table or a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I no I longer ghosted. Yeah, I or actually you just can't keep taking shots when you're blind. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, what? <laughs> but that also, it's like you can't stand somebody up anymore either, yeah. or you can. Sorry, you couldn't in the past because it was like you had to find a payphone or you had to like write something in time or whatever. But it was like 15 minutes. You're not here. I have no way of knowing. Peace. Yeah. It was like a different version of respect. I think. I yeah. mean, that's. I wasn't there, but and accountability. I think there is such a lack of accountability on social media because you yeah. can say terrible things to somebody and not see the effects. Like you don't have mm. to see their face. You don't have to mm. see them that look of hurt come across their face. And that 
again is empathy right like when you can see your impact on somebody it is bound if you're a nice human being it's Mm -hmm. bound to make you feel empathy for oh i just hurt that person but if you can't see it yeah there's not much of accountability there's not much accountability there and i wonder if seeing a face taps into our primal roots too Probably. Oh, interesting. Because right, that's showing us it's visual. A, yeah, the visual mm-hmm. uh, recognition of, of sensory. What's happening. Yeah, the sensory. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. Fun. That's a really good call. Yeah, and babies develop four emotions initially. You know, mm. fear, happy, sad, and I forget what the last one is now. I have to go back to like my neonatal development class. <laughs> oh my god, I want to take that class. <laughs> sounds so interesting. But I would imagine those emotions provoke more like they're more triggering for us than mm. others um i wrote down psychology of dick pics <laughs> oh you know why <laughs> Do you know speaking that of was accountability because yes, remember right. we said the but there's no accountability before, it's like you would never just walk up to somebody at a bar <laughs> and be like, here's here. my dick <laughs> Do Nor would like that get that? you any attention. Yeah. You would not take anybody home with you that did that. You'd get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Things that people that is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I should oh save that God. collection of dick pics. <laughs> I, I don't have any dick pics. I don't know what, what? you're talking what? about. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so dead on. That's so true that you can't. There are things we, we've, we've created options that didn't even exist. And um, it's like I think basic psychology, like you're saying, like if I – see a reaction like teaching someone to do something and remembering when it's wrong or right it's like completely taken out of dating be having been digital it's so it's crazy yeah because we're so busy we're moving so fast and that people think it's convenient but i don't think at the end of the day a happy healthy relationship is not about convenience yeah. right it's about effort it is and it compromise is. and it's work it's totally work yeah it does take a lot of work to maintain a healthy, happy relationship. I think people mm-hmm. think it's just going to come naturally and you're just always going to feel that love and always going to feel that excitement. And you really have to like create that love and excitement mm-hmm. as as you go on in time and things get mm-hmm. less exciting. Like you've got to really make yeah. that happen. Is that the dopamine thing? I was going to say, isn't that like the first year of a relationship is just basically the love drug on your brain? <laughs> yeah, it can last up to two years and it's called limerence. It's like this two really years. euphoric phase of love where you're just like high. Yeah, yeah. you're high. I remember it. Oxytocin is another one. Oxytocin <laughs> and dopamine. So all of those – so what did you – you said uh, limerence? Limerence is the limerence. name of the phase. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or and romantic love is another name. There are yeah. Different theorists have called it different things. But um, dopamine and oxytocin are the main hormones, and oxytocin is the love hormone. It's also released when a mother nurses her baby. Whoa. And when she smells the top of his head, his or wow. her head. Yeah. Does that count for an aunt and a niece? Because I do that all the time. Probably. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like, oh my God, yes. baby smell. It's a bonding hormone. So oh, wow. it makes you feel really connected and really warm and fuzzy, like mm-hmm. that happy feeling. Give me that baby head. Yeah. <laughs> smell it. I need a little sniff today. I'm feeling a little sad. <laughs> I even got Wait, a baby. I can smell. a new drug. <laughs> It's called baby Get head. that on the black market. <laughs> so disturbing. You'll make millions. So <laughs> wow. Okay. So, and now is that we were talking also how that is kind of what's starting to happen with like the gratification, the instant gratification from social media likes? 
Yes. Whoa. Yes. That's danger zone. So that's that's why <laughs> video games are addictive, and it's kind of the same principle. Gambling. Yeah, gambling you look as my well. Eyes. My husband. <laughs> I was gonna say, it. does your husband play video games? I'm like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So going. swiping on apps has the same effect that video games do. You get this like instant rush of dopamine when you have a match, and so it's literally addictive. And sometimes you, yeah, you just get so caught up in it, like. People oh can God. do it for hours and not even realize hours have gone by. Mm-hmm. Lack of sleep. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, are those the same clothes? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We did a 24-hour binge on video games. Oh, yeah. my God. The same thing is happening. Yeah. And dopamine gives you energy so you don't even notice that you're not sleeping and you yeah. feel high. Wow. It's, I, it's I, like I meth. Can, oh. <laughs> That's fascinating. We're just so screwed. Video games are math. <laughs> Everything. Does food give you dopamine too? Yeah. So oh, anything good call. really that gives you pleasure will re- release dopamine. And actually, wow. your your stomach is one of the biggest producers of serotonin in your body, which is also another happy hormone. Again, like you said, flexibility earlier. Mm-hmm. It, there's <clears throat> core traits that no matter what kind of life you create, if you live with these traits, you will be happy. Wow. So mm-hmm. flexibility. And I can't say that word. Open heart, like living open heartedly. Okay. Or she calls it wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. So mm. it's just being vulnerable, saying what you think and feel, even if you feel stupid. Like say, I feel stupid right now, but I don't know what this is or what that is. And mm. then you feel this relief because she talks about how shame can't live with secrecy. Mm. So this is the me too. Okay, Secret me to marriage too coming like. out right now is like changing people's lives the because they okay. don't feel ashamed anymore. Because once you start telling people what you're ashamed of, the shame is released. It's mm. like the shame is only there because you're keeping it a secret. So interesting. Like so va- are relative and valid with communication. It's like if, if with a friend or a boyfriend, like if something's bothering you, just say it. Yeah. Just have the conversation. Guys, yes. I'm going to say this right now. Last night I ate three slices of pizza <laughs> after a sushi dinner. Okay. And now I feel you? really good right good. now. Good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> So proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Trust fall uh, in the studio. <laughs> I always get seconds at weddings, and I don't feel bad about it now that I've said it out loud. <laughs> Good. And Sarah, you? I always get blacked out at weddings. <laughs> <laughs> so, having just More come from one you. last weekend oh, yeah. and going to another next weekend, oh, my God. it's gonna be a heavy drinking so week. <laughs> Doctors get blacked out. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so interesting. I just we're not perfect. No, you're not. Yeah. And it's like it's like same with politics. Anything. If you have an opinion, don't hide it. Better you have an opinion than not. I mean, that was also part of um, <clears throat> the event today. It was so inspiring. Just like say what you're feeling. It's people respect you more if you have something to say about it. So just say it. Yeah. And in relationships, then that opens up the ability to work on it. Mm -hmm. But if you're unhappy about something and you don't talk about it, and then let's say you decide to end the relationship because of said thing that you never actually explored, you have no idea if it was solvable. And it's super unfair to the person you're in a relationship with. If you're not Hmm. saying what you're feeling, they have no way to know or to work on it. That's so true. So interesting. That's, oh my God, that's like why it's a journey, why people say it's work. Like you have to just it's learn like each other. Out on a ledge constantly. I feel like when you don't talk about something, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you're probably going to have like an emotional outburst. Mm-hmm. 
Plus resentment. Plus Ugh. resentment. Mm-hmm. Oof, the weight of that just makes me anxious thinking about it. Yeah. I was going to ask you earlier, so what are the most common reasons that couples come and see you? I think you mentioned communication, but was there any other common For sure, trends? that's the number one thing. And okay. from there, everything else can spiral out. You mm-hmm. know, if you don't have good communication, then you probably aren't talking about how to manage your money well, or you're not agreeing on that. So then that's where the money piece can come in, and that's pretty common sex like if you're not communicating you're not connecting emotionally Mm -hmm. most women disconnect physically at that point and even the men like if they want to still have sex and a lot of times they don't you know that's kind of a myth like I see a lot of men in session who haven't wanted to have sex with their wives for years and they're just as connected emotionally as as women are sometimes but sometimes more probably right yeah yeah and so if you're not connecting on that level it's often hard to get physical so that's where like the sex piece comes in so you know you hear like sex and money are the two big things Mm -hmm. but that all stems from communication and emotional connectedness yeah yeah which also then leads back to vulnerability and expressing yourself and being open and authentic okay now, I feel like we, on that same note, <clears throat> we hit on our fr- in our first conversation about family disconnect and understanding each other's cultures, having, like, mixed them together. Yeah. And that being pretty prominent versus people that came together from similar backgrounds working things out better or faster. Yeah. Because I think we, we enter into a relationship with a serious, like, a whole set of assumptions, and expectations and we often aren't even aware of those assumptions or expectations until suddenly they're not met and it's like I don't feel good about that or I'm not happy about that and I didn't even know this was something I needed or wanted um, so maybe I couldn't express it because mm. it's just like assumed I just assumed family was an important value to everyone mm-hmm. but mm. in a lot of cases it's not or I just assumed when you're in a relationship with someone, you're monogamous. Like, that's not an assumption that's safe to make. you got to have that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self. Note to self. (laughs) I think money is a big thing because I think, you know, everyone has different viewpoints on it. Right. You know, people that like to save versus people like to spend or spend on experiences versus spending, you know, uh, on materialistic things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. All. That's the big one, I think. It's like, what do you value? But that comes down to values again. Do you value, yeah. I don't know, a vacation with your family or mm-hmm. do you value the newest plasma TV? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Or investing in a different kind of a house or your car right. or something. Right. So, yeah, all those things I, I work with couples on really expressing and understanding about themselves because they probably have never even realized they have all these expectations. So, a lot of times I'll do a relationship vision exercise as the first exercise where hmm. you kind of manifest or like write out what you want to manifest in your relationship. So you kind of write it as like, we are this, we are emotionally available to one another. We have sex two times a week. We um, spend time alone away from the kids on a date night, like once every two weeks. You know, it's like very clear what your expectation for a happy healthy relationship is and then you compare it to your partners and often it's similar if you've mm-hmm. ended up together there's a reason but a yeah. lot of times there's things that are totally different it's like oh Whoops. I didn't even know you wanted that yeah <laughs> that's such an interesting exercise I feel like that's so people should do it you should do it at home I mean, oh me I mean no not you I mean, I mean on like, your hey. own yeah but yeah like but couples should yeah. just do that in general and even an it. individual it's a great exercise for anyone just to know what am I going into this yeah. new experience with somebody expecting even if mm-hmm. it's a first date like 
it's good to be aware of your expectations. I find that my marriage is stronger when we have a Netflix show to binge on. Yeah. <laughs> together. Because you have a level of connectedness. Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things. Totally. And um, you could talk about it. That's why I love like a person that might not be into the same music as me or the same movies because at first, like if I was younger, I'd be like, oh, God, terrible taste. This is never going to work. But now it's like, oh, why do you like that? I'll watch it. Tell me mm-hmm. what you think. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's this whole like day of conversation. So it's like, I think that's also age and growing up and being a better listener too. But mm. I don't know. A lot of people don't get there. So you have flexibility. That's really? Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, but to that, with your, what you were saying about the Netflix, yeah. it's having unique experiences or having new experiences together is really important in any relationship. So that's where it takes work because it's yes. really easy to get into a routine and do the same thing every single day. That Oof. is so true. Yeah. Like we have a routine. And I'm so thankful that my husband likes Real Housewives of Orange County because oh, <laughs> we goodness. watch it every Monday. <laughs> You know, with a glass of wine. But but I find myself being like, you know what? We need to go and do bowling. Or yes. let's just Google something, like, fun on a Thursday night that we've never yeah. done. Because like I think – do it together and as something random to yeah. figure out. Or... Especially, like, we're, we're five years deep, you know. So yeah. I think you have those routines. You have what's, comf- you know, comfortable and, and kind of – yeah, you need to kind of balance mm-hmm. it with spontaneity or a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and there is a level of comfort, and that's – awesome yeah and then you also do have to balance it because those spontaneous things give you a dopamine rush totally oh, was gonna just say that it like rejuices mm-hmm. and you have to like ask each other questions as you go like where are we going i'm lost and then you think i mean there's so many things that happens it makes so much sense to, yeah to do that on purpose when you can yeah but interesting mm-hmm. porn is another big one these days that Oof. affects relationships a lot and i see that People get used to certain types of porn, like especially kids grow up watching it now, like teenagers and younger kids. And so you get used to it. And then when you have like a real human female in front of you, it's boring because it's not as exciting as all the porn that they've watched their whole life. That's fascinating. And so we're actually seeing a lot of like 20 somethings with with sexual dysfunctions. because that are married? No, just Just, in relationships. Yeah, college kids, like a college kid. Who can't wow. really experience joy in real sex because he's watched porn for so long? That's like crazy wild sex. That's not anything what close he's to doing reality in college. Yeah. Oh yeah. My my, so hold up. So that's dopamine say, at work again. <laughs> so when you say dysfunction, like he can't get it up, mm-hmm. he can't have he an can't orgasm. orgasm. Yeah, wow. any number of things. But but if he's watching the porn that he likes, he can. Yep. And if Without he anybody. imagines the porn and closes his eyes and pretends that's what he's doing in instead order. of actually being present with the woman that he's with, then he also can. And it gets worse and worse. So that's where like porn addiction or sex addiction comes in is it just escalates wow. and it can really be problematic. So people really wow. have to also limit and understand that that like can have a real effect on actual real live sex. Well, wow. does that mean that he- also he could just not truly love that person or is it just beyond that at this oh, point yeah. there's definitely different? plenty yeah. of like other things that lead to sexual <clears throat> dysfunction but that's a new trend we're seeing for sure with wow. the 20 somethings that have grown up with access to porn since they were 11 that is so oh interesting my i just my kids you... will not have phones or computers <laughs> no <laughs> get those lockers <laughs> those website blockers for sure 
Wow. But even, I mean, you can only do so much, right? Because their friends will have phones. And That's go true. Over. Like, you just can only do so much. I remember when I was younger, I'd close my eyes and imagine Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> didn't? I'm like, I'm in a mansion <laughs> right now. Wait, I'm in a dorm room. My Titanic was all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, five times a What do you do for the people that are addicted to porn that can't get it up? What is their, what's the cure? Like, Solution. what do they do? Often it's a detox. It just depends how oh. severe it is. But usually it would be kind of like, getting reacclimated to real life sex and mm. real life humans and not allowing yourself to even it's like a drug addict right if if you are addicted to heroin you should probably never do it again just <laughs> <laughs> stay off porn, porn forever. same thing wow. wow yeah there's all kinds hmm. of treatment centers for it i had no idea that is terrifying mm-hmm. but again, 11 like years that. old oh for sure wow yeah um, do you, do the couples that you see do they consider watching porn cheating? Some do, yeah. I sure, think I especially would. if there was an addiction, that's oh. like your you know your that's betrayal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that would be a betrayal in anyone. Like if if you were dating an alcoholic and he relapsed and didn't tell you or whatever, yeah, it's a betrayal. Yeah. But you don't compare yourself to alcohol, whereas in porn, it's there's this whole other thing of like comparing yourself and not feeling good enough. Yeah. 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 Ooh, good to know. Question, <laughs> I think. I think it's cheating. I, th- I, I don't think know. it's cheating. What? <laughs> Bad moms? There's like webcam girls is now. so subjective. Everybody has a different view of what is and yeah. isn't. So I don't think anybody can define it for the whole population. That's just how you define it within your relationship. And that's another conversation yeah. about expectations, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever we're out to eat and we have a hot waitress and he like just is doing his order, I'm like, you're cheating. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a cheat. Right. So that's just what does that talk about? <laughs> wow. He needs to know up front. Oh my, excuse me, miss. Can we get a different waitress? How about that one over you're there? That's hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't have a 10 at this table. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, that, God, that just hit on literally everything everyone has said. Like, Sarah just was brilliantly connected every guest this was like i I, i'm just fascinated by all the topics that we discussed and i just can't thank you enough for coming in it's been my pleasure this is super fun so my website is coupleslearn.com and you can learn all about all my services there um i do totally online therapy individual and couples therapy Mm. so you can reach me pretty easily and schedule pretty easily and then my instagram is also kind of a fun resource and that's Mm. also um at couples learn Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah. So great. My pleasure. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Wow. Well, the end of that conversation proves the internet is still breaking us. <laughs> um, hey, wait. Speaking of the internet, Ellie, how many Instagram likes did you get today? Well, actually, I made myself not check for the last five minutes. Oh, my God. Good for you, girl. Mm-hmm. New year, new you, boo. Yeah, you know. Actually, that goes hand in hand with our next episode. Next time on Primitively Speaking, we sit down with two guests. First, anthropologist Dr. John Baker. And then Johanna Jones, a therapist who specializes in how social media affects our lives. See you next time. time.